Yo, what's going on everybody? It is 3 p.m. here in New Vienna, Iowa. That means it's time for another live stream. Welcome everybody. It is Sunday, December 27th, 27th, 2020. And it is a snowy day here in Iowa. I, I didn't think we were gonna supposed to get that much snow, but we are getting a bunch of it right now and I'm super excited because I just like snow a lot. I like running in snow. I know it makes things slippery, but I just think it's so much fun to run in snow. I don't think it's going to keep snowing by my run tomorrow, so I won't get to run in falling snow, which is my absolute favorite, but I will get to run in some snow, so that's a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully you guys are doing well today on this, uh, I guess, holiday weekend day. Let's say hi to everyone listening to uh, the podcast version. Hopefully you guys are doing well, having a good run, and everyone watching this on YouTube after the fact, welcome everybody. Glad to have you here. Looks like we had some people here early today, Lucas Grobe, uh, but he wasn't alone. Rain Runner was here, as was Martha, so you're in good company, Lucas. Thanks, everybody, for coming in early. That's so cool. Um, let's see, Ennis is here as well, says, hi, Kavuzi, and everybody. Pip and I had my daughter, Emma, and her boyfriend for company on today's run. Pip runs gently with Emma. She senses a different pace. Oh, that's, a, that's, so, that's so fascinating. Dogs are so aware of their surroundings, aren't they? It's amazing. I saw some of the pictures in this on Instagram. It looked like a good pack you had running with you today. All right. Let's see who else we got. We got Louis Becerra here as well. And Spence says, what's up, fam? Good to see you again, Spence Ohms. JC says, hi, fine folks. Sarah Mim says, Hello, hey, I'll listen to yesterday's live stream just a bit ago. Enjoy the Lance convo. And excited to be here for a real-time one today. Well, glad to have you here, Sarah. Welcome. I um, speaking of Lance, because like I watched like one or two uh, Lance Armstrong related videos on YouTube. Now it's like half my suggested videos are about Lance Armstrong, and I'm like, that's more Lance than I kind of want <laughs> right now. Um, so I'm like waiting for like YouTube to kind of like relax a little bit on that. But um, today, kind of speaking about that, um, I was listening to a podcast. Uh, it was Ali on the Run show. And she had Callum Neff on, who was one of the pacers for Sarah Hall. So, like, everything kind of, like, the Lance Armstrong story came up because I wanted to watch the Ryan Hall interview and then connected to Sarah Hall and the Callum Neff. Uh, so everything's kind of, like, even that, I mean, maybe the algorithm is smarter than I think it is. I don't know. It's crazy. Everything seems to be weirdly connected these days. Uh, and one of the interesting things was, I don't know if you guys listened to that interview or that podcast, so Callum Neff is a, a good runner in his own right. He uh, has several world records for pushing a stroller for various races. He has the Guinness World Record for the fastest marathon, half marathon, and is it 10K? 10K time? Pushing each one of his different three daughters for each of those three races. But he was one of the pacers. And one of like side note he had made at the end of the interview was like, you know, and I think there's something to this like, almost like a pro circuit style of race where it's the, just the pros, just the elite, and they're running in like a looped course. He's like, there's just something more exciting about that. And I was like, that's what I was saying yesterday on the live stream. So, um, you know, everything, again, like double connecting. It's kind of kind of a weird weird thing happening in the universe, I guess. But good to, ha good to have you here, Sarah. Steve says, hi, everyone. Good to see you again, Steve. Um, Lucas says, how come everybody's so nice here? It's just that we got a good collection of people coming in and that's what it is so um no nice like collects nice i guess so yeah I, i'm not always a nice guy i you know i like to, i try to be i endeavor to be 
but we all try. So we kind of like, we're all, it's encouraging. Spence says he's thinking about getting some new shoes tomorrow. Ooh. Need a daily trainer to complement replace my Nova Blasts. Thinking Clifton 7, anything else I should try out at the store SL20? Hmm. I mean, I might look at the SL20 if they have them there at the store. And I'm thinking, if you're replacing your Nova Blast, then I would look at the Clifton 7. If you're looking to complement the Nova Blast, then I would think the SL20 or like a Boston 9 would be a good choice. Because then the Nova Blast is a little bit more relaxed, and then the SL20 and the Boston 9, it's a little bit more peppy. So I feel like that, that makes it a good complement. But if you're looking for replacement, I think a Clifton 7 is a really good choice. Uh, I, I mean, I don't think any running stories carry them either, but like, yeah, I think that the Skechers performance Go Run Ride 8 gets overlooked a lot. I know I overlook it a lot. It doesn't feel anything like the Nova Blast. It's bouncy, but also very firm. It's firm, but it's not hard. You know what I, I don't know. That's like a very weird sentence. It doesn't feel like a bouncy shoe, but like it doesn't hurt your feet to run in it. And it's, you know, but it's springy. It's kind of confusing, but it, it works for me. Pascu Paul says, today's my first run after the ankle injury. So happy. God, I run 3K very slow, but my ankle didn't bother me at all. I was ecstatic. In a week, I'll be on track with my runs. Awesome. Well, a little cowbell for that. Good job, Paul. Glad to hear that uh, you had a uh, pain-free run today. That's always a big deal. Um... <clears throat> Bowie goes, hey, how's it going? Does anybody actually care about the VO2 Max? Um, I don't. I don't know how to really work with it. I think that there are people that do train by it uh, because that that will pop. It's another way of populating your pace tables. So, I mean, yeah, I think it's not as popular because of the fact that it's harder to get an accurate VO2 Max reading. I've been, I've, I've been shown, like, different articles that say, like, the way when watches calculate your VO2 max. Sorry, like my internet, it's going to be a little glitchy today. I don't know why. Whenever the weather's bad, the internet gets glitchy. So hopefully we'll, we'll have a good stream today. But they say that like when watches give you like your VO2 max estimate, that it's actually pretty accurate compared to like a full-on lab setup. But I've never had like a full-on lab test for VO2 max. So like I would feel weird like dictating all of my training paces and intensities based on percentages of VO2 max, you know. So that's I think why a lot of people don't really pay attention to it but i mean i could be wrong there could be other reasons why they don't but yeah i don't know stevie 76 says thinking about running 21 miles on new year's day to ring in 2021 maybe split them up 10 and a half in the morning 10 and a half in the evening that's a nice way to do it i've been thinking that i'd like to do some sort of new year's run but my mother-in-law said that the iowa state parks are doing some sort of like kind of like raffle check-in thing so I might go. I take. I might take the family for a hike. So we might, that might be our big like ring in the New Year's thing, and then like you can win a prize or something if you like check in on the app and post something to social. Then you can win something. So I mean, I think that'd be kind of just fun to do. And my mother-in-law's like, and I don't think it's hunting season anymore. So I'm like, okay, good. Let's get back on the trails then. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Uh, Cameron says, I only care about VO2 Max when I watch television is going down. I can relate to that, yeah. Um, whenever I, um, my watch says anything that's similar to that, like you're maintaining, and then like it gives me like a kind of like a maintainometer, or if I'm productive or detraining. If I'm in like the lower end of the maintaining range, I'm like, oh, I better do some workouts. So I, I can understand that too. Uh, Chase the Summit, what's going on, man? He, he's been, you've been putting up some really great content lately. 
uh, not reviews, just like good good content. I'll enjoy, I've enjoyed it. Says Kofuzi, have you ever had issues with your sacroiliac joint? I've been battling that lately and just trying about everything I've seen on the internet in terms of stretches. Nothing helps. I don't, I don't think so. I do wonder though, if like the thing that is bothering me, like a lot of times on heavier intensity weeks, like my hip area, I just feel like there's a part that feels tight that I can never quite reach. And I wonder if that has something to do with it. Um, I've been doing a lot of glute act activities, um, glute activation type exercises to, to work on it. And it seems to make that tightness less intense for me. So that's, that's helped out for me a lot. I don't know if that'll help out for your issue, but basically like clamshells, which never feel like they're doing that much, but just doing them kind of like regular, I treat it like kind of like, I don't know, it's just like brushing your teeth. You don't, you don't feel like you're really doing anything by brushing your teeth, but if you don't do it for a while, then you really notice kind of thing. Um, and then I've been doing, um, monster walks with a band, like across my knees and just doing that, that, I don't know if that's getting the SI joint or not, but it seems to help out a lot of my hip issues. That being said, like, since I've been running more with activated glutes, a different part of my hip seems to be really tight. Um, uh, it's on my left side now. Um, it has, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to be causing any injury, but like, it's something that I've been stretching out a lot because I just feel like it's extra tight there. And it could be that since I've done some strengthening, some reconfiguring, now a different part of my anatomy is being used more than it has been in the past. So that could be something. Um, so that's something that I've been working on too. And I'm not sure, I mean, basically just been doing like, um, just like a deep squat as deep as I can go and just like sitting in that position for a while to try to open up the hips a little bit. So that's something else I've been doing. YK Arsenic says, morning Kofuzi, have you ever done calf raises? I did 600 yesterday and I can't move today. And I was supposed to go on a long run today. Ha, ha, ha. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. Um, I used to do them in college when I was a pole vaulter. We'd do them all the time. But we did the seated ones. So you have like the weight on your on top of like your knees. And then you do the, and you pick up your calves and you put weights, like a couple of plates on it. And you like lift up the calves. We did them that way. And then it's, there's like a platform on it so that your calves can get the negative as well as the positive. So like they're uh, extending further on terms of like your range of motion. So we do a lot of those, but I don't do any calf raises now. But 600 seems like a lot. <laughs> any reason why you did 600? Do you normally do 600 or is it just like, I'm going to do a whole bunch today? It sounds like a lot. Ivan Russ says, Vomer 15? Yeah, are they available in the U.S. now already? I mean, um. I'm ready for some more Max Cushion shoes. Uh, I did get another pair in the mail from Roadrunner Sports, so I think I'll probably be running in them this week. Um, and then whenever the Vermeer 15 comes out in the U.S., if it comes out in the U.S., I don't know. I've heard lots of different like accounts of like whether it will or won't come out. But if I can get my hands on it, I'll definitely give it a shot. Shannon's here. She's a high co-famsy. Miss you all. Hope you all had a great day. Your Elfman video was amazing. Well, thanks, Shannon. Thanks. Good to see you again. Um, not really. Hank Aaron says deep squat is good. Calf raises are not good. Oh, okay. Um, he says, ha ha ha. I don't know if he meant that meant that seriously or not. Uh, <laughs> Rainer is gonna foam roll what she watches. Yeah, you know I um. Wait, life love, you can't see me? Am I am I not here? Oh, hopefully I'm there. Um 
Yeah, I, I would like to figure out a way to do this setup so I can foam roll while I'm doing this because I feel like that would be nice too. Because a lot of times I'm just sitting here and I end up like slouching. I'm trying to sit up more, but I end up slouching. And so like I, I would like to be able to do something more productive with it. But I don't know. Maybe not. That's okay. Scott's here. He's been uh, gone for a couple of days, but glad to have you back. Good to see you. Uh, and Lucas says, is the Garmin coach any good? Just got a Garmin Phoenix 6 Sapphire for Christmas. Oh, that's nice. I've never tried the Garmin coach, so I don't actually know. I'm not really sure. Maybe someone else can. Um, yeah. Let's see. Um... Yeah. Not really. Hank Aaron said, Dick Pond changed store location in Park Ridge. Oh, did they? Uh, I don't think I've ever been to that. Been up there. I've only been, like, through Park Ridge a couple of times. I may have been there once or twice. I think that there might be a... There might be a Jewish caterer that we've been to before. And there might be a Korean caterer as well that we've been up to, in kind of in that area. I'm not sure that I've spent a lot of time at Park Ridge. I've met some people uh, through work uh, that work for the city of Park Ridge or are Park Ridge people. It seems like a very old Chicago kind of place to me. I'm not sure if that's a... I mean that as in a complimentary way. But it seems like a very a place where it's very different than the Chicago that I live in, in a, a little bit. But I'd like to spend more time there and go go visit. One of my good friends from law school lives out there. Syed Abdulatif says, Hi, I've been facing issues with my calves lately. I run five days and then take the weekends off. First run after the weekend is the worst. Calves hurt and shin splints. Then it gets better the next days. Hmm. All right. Um, how long has that been happening for? Like a couple of weeks and months? I wonder what's, uh, what will be going on with that. I mean, the first thing that I'd always check when I have when I see something like that would be shoes. How old are your shoes? The second thing would be what happens if you don't take two days off and then come back at it? Like the other things I would think about are like after those two days off, are you coming right back into it with like, I took two days off, so now I'm going to go run super, super hard. So maybe that's like the, the quick change is it. Maybe your body doesn't like to have two days off. Maybe, you know. If you did it, a, split it up another way, like three days and the, and one day off, and then four days and one day off, maybe that would be better. That would be one thing I would look at. Jody says, "I have now. I now have a massage gun. When do you typically use it? Before run, post run, separate time in the day? Typically for me, I use it either like right after a run, um, or like a separate time during the day, like several hours after my run. Like when I'm sitting on the floor, um, I might just think like, oh, okay." I got like I got like five minutes. Let's do something. Let's stretch a little bit. Um, a lot of my stuff is working on like opening up the hips because my hips have been feeling really tight. Um, and then when as you're doing that, you end up stretching a lot of other things like your hams and quads as well. Um, and then getting the massage gun there. So that's kind of when I do it. I've seen some people like bringing their massage gun like to their runs and like they'll be like you know and then like boom they're off and running so i've seen that before too um that seems a little bit weird to me but i guess it makes sense because you're loosening everything up and getting things you know primed so i i could see it working in any of those ways some people like to foam roll like immediately before their run too i also think that's a little bit weird but you know it doesn't work for me but if it works for someone else great i'm not gonna ever you know knock anyone for that but you know that's the way to do it 
James Baker is here again. Says evening all. A bit late. It's all right. Not really hanging current. Says Park Ridge is a nice place. Yeah, I'd like to spend some more time there. Uh, where did that... There was a comment. Okay. Ben Y says, anyone use Final Search for their training diary? Just started using it. It's free and pretty handy. I've never tried it before. I know a lot of people are on it, but I have not tried it. Danny Lou says, what camera you run with now that's the easiest and hassle-free? Probably GoPro Hero 9. That one is, uh, yeah, it's been doing really well in the cold weather. It'll give me a warning occasionally saying that it's too cold for stabilization to work. But then when I go look at the footage, it still seems pretty stabilized. So I, I think that it's just kind of worried. But uh, it's been working in really, really cold temperatures. The battery's been handling the cold temps really well as well. It could just be that it's a, still a pretty new camera for me and the battery's fresh. But I've been having really good results with that. And, you know, I don't really have to fiddle with the color um, or anything like that. It's just I could plop it right into my timeline for editing and it's, it's, it's good to go. Sent Nomad said, stretching is key, though seems under the radar for some. I, I agree. I, 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 rem I, I distinctly remember Sent Nomad like two or three years ago. There was certainly a, cons not a consensus, but there was an undercurrent of people that were like, yeah, I don't think stretching's all that good for you. And I was kind of in that camp because I didn't really stretch very much before or after. I would stretch sometimes if like, oh, I feel tight today. Maybe I'll stretch, you know, but I would never do anything on a regular basis. And then basically I turned 40 and I was like, oh, I need a lot of stretching. So I, maybe that's part of what it is, but I do think that it's underused. And um, the hard thing about it is like for me, stretching didn't become like its value didn't become clear until something was wrong, until I got hurt. And then a lot of stretching and kind of stretching slash strength um, became a part of my kind of self-imposed rehab and now it's just a part of my routine and I feel like it's good at maintenance so like it's one of those for me it was something that I had to learn the hard way for sure so I think that's probably why because then it's just like if you're feeling great already then you're like why do I need to stretch so I think that's kind of what happens to a lot of people mm. <laughs> Luca says Kofosi have you ever tried barefoot running seems like some weird scam which is kind of working on me uh, well, I would say that the barefoot running people would probably say like, you know, cushion shoes are the scam that's working on everybody because um, it's a multi-million dollar business now or multi-billion dollar business now or whatever. But um, I've never tried barefoot running. I'm interested in the idea. I know Seth likes to run barefoot on grass. He likes to do some strides after a long run if he can, that kind of thing. Or is it before a long run? I don't remember. Um, but it's never really appealed to me to be running barefoot. Um, every once in a while, like I'm, a, I'm intrigued by the idea of like hardening the feet. So like my feet, uh, I'll say frequently, like in a shoe review, like I can't run in that for a marathon. I just like, I need more cushion than that. And it makes me think like, well, why can't I just toughen my feet up so that I can run in like a half marathon shoe for a full marathon? You know, there shouldn't be distinction there. And there, there probably shouldn't, but this is where my feet are. And like, I, I don't, I don't know that I can like toughen my feet. I don't think barefoot running will make me able to run in, you know, a low sack height shoe for a full marathon, even if I wanted to, I'm not sure it translates that way. So like, 
Um, for some people, like I get it. If you've been consistently hurt from running in other shoes before, and then you switch to like minimalist shoes, and you're now suddenly running pain-free, that's awesome. The weird step for me is to then say, therefore, everyone should do what I'm doing. This is where like you kind of it kind of loses me a lot of time, because you know, like the ho- the whole argument against putting your feet inside a shoe is that like the human foot is an extremely intricate piece of biological machinery and you can't like constrain it to a size nine or a size 10 or a nine and a half um but yet you know we should apply one rule to every you know, it just seems like it's weird the logic doesn't it's not consistent all the way through i know there's some nuances and differences to it but i don't know I, it's never really been like something that's really compelled me cb76 says now i have a massage gun ho 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 oh that's cool you got one for christmas that's nice. Uh, all right. We've got some more. We've got some follow-up on the 600 calf raises. YK Arsenic says, uh, no reason why I did the 600. It was on YouTube, and this guy did 29,958 in 30 days. On the first day, he did over 1,000 for no reason. I was impressed. and wanted to try it. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. But did you do any on the following day? You said you had a hard time moving, so... How did, how did it go? Are you going to go for the 30-day challenge? Oh, that's a lot a day. Uh, all right. And it says, I'm starting to get my 2021 bullet journal ready tonight. It's been nice to have an analog record and plan on the go this year. Keep me a record of runs and activities has been good. You know, that's another thing that, like, uh, I know it works for a lot of people, but I don't ever, I don't feel compelled to go paper on mine. I don't know. But I totally understand the people that do it on paper. I can see that. Um, I can see value in it. So I just, it's just not me. I sometimes wish that that were me. And it seems like a thing that I would really enjoy, but I just don't, never really like the paper version. Hmm. Noble Wizard says, what time of year do new shoes get released? Uh, all, all, all throughout the year. So shoes get year released all, there isn't like a single time. There are certain more popular times when shoes get released. So like usually once like the winter is ending and people are starting about getting outside again. So you'll see stuff start to come out like March. Um, But like really the first big round of shoes, everything kind of hits around May, June. And then you'll see some other stuff hit like July, then August, then September. And then after that, it kind of like it's a little bit more sporadic in terms of when shoes will come out. That's in a normal year. This year wasn't normal, but like that's in a normal year. That's kind of like mainly like June through August is when a lot of shoes will come out. So and but then like if it's like a a winter sh- winterized shoe, then you won't see that till October, you know. Um, and so yeah, it just depends. And then other shoe releases are kind of like. Think of it like movie releases. There's no one time of year that movies come out, but a lot of them tend to come out for the summer blockbuster season right around the holidays because some people like to go watch movies on the holidays. So like, but you know, other times movies will plan their releases based on other movies that are going to be releasing or not releasing, you know, so it's just all year, but you're not going to, you're definitely, you're not definitely, but you're probably not going to see like, like a, a top tier racing marathon shoe released in like January, just because there aren't as many January marathons. So that's so that's something to think about. Um, 
hate this says just got a pair of sl20 thanks for the videos on them help me decide on them and the price tag oh wow liking them so far well that's great i'm glad you enjoy them and yeah that price tag is just so strange it's just like a such a peculiar story for 2020 Sarah Mim says, have over 300 miles on the ASICs Nimbus Lite. Mix of off-road slash on-road running. Mitchell showing through on the outsole right shoe and starting to show on the left. A bit surprised by this due to Ahar. That's very surprising to me. Um, because that Ahar, there's always just so much of it. And for me, it's always lasted very long. And I've been saying for a very long time, like, it's Ahar. It's indestructible. Why is there so much of it? But, oh, that's, uh, that's surprising. How's it feel though to still run on it though? I mean, you know, like a lot of times I don't really go by a rubber wear um, for when like a shoe is dead, but 300 miles is a lot of miles. That's about as many miles as I would expect to get out of a shoe. ASICs are a little different because like they have, they have a history of going 500, 600 miles before they need replacing. So that can be a little bit different. But for me, like I don't, I feel like if I get 300 miles, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Um, but then again, I don't really, my current running, I don't really get shoes that high in mileage anymore just cause I'm going through so I test a lot of different ones, but it's surprising that it's the midsole showing through. Huh. Interesting. I wonder if anyone else is having that experience. Um, Oreo sound says stretching and foam rolling before and after runs made the biggest difference for him. Hmm. That's interesting. I mean, usually, like people, usually I find that people are big one way or the other, either before or after. I don't see a lot of people doing both, but you know, like on my long run today, I definitely was like, my goal for today after the long run is to not sit down right away. I wanted to stretch, so and I I just wanted to like just kind of keep moving a little, not like moving like jogging, but like just don't get sedentary too quick. Um, to try and keep moving so i guess that's kind of like the same thing and i did do the stretching that i do post run pretty simple is just like a deep squat and then i bend over and try to touch my toes and i don't like really try to touch the toes i'll just do a hang i'll just hang there and let the hamstrings stretch out that's all that's kind of like my post run stretching and then like as i'm doing the squat i'll kind of like you know just kind of fidget a little bit and see if anything feels like different if anything needs attention or not usually it's no but I've been I've been doing a little bit post run lately. Oreo Sound says, "Why do people always mention the Garmin watches for running, but not the Apple Watch?" Uh, for me, it's battery life. Um, like I don't I don't want to charge the watch every day, and so like that's why I don't really run with the Apple Watch. But then again, I do kind of run with an Apple Watch relatively free. I wear two watches at the same time. Um, although in the winter, I'll just bring my phone. Because I'm wearing enough layers where I could just stick it somewhere, and it, I won't notice the weight. But, um, but I think that's one reason, and um, yeah, I think that's the biggest reason. But it's a pretty capable watch. The other thing that's tricky about the Apple Watch is that, like, I, I like to find uh, an app that lets me choose, uh, or at least turn off, like piggybacking off my phone. Now, a lot of times if I have the Apple Watch, I don't have my phone. But people's GPS tracings have gotten really crazy with the Apple Watch because it borrows off of the phone if the phone is present. Um, and then it's just not as reliable as like a running watch's GPS. 
one that doesn't use a phone. So that I think that's another reason is just the the the, the accuracy of the GPS, in my opinion. I, other people would have their own reasons too. I've got some uh, that noon immunity today. Just I've been feeling pretty dehydrated the past couple days. Um, Wade Way says, "Do you do some core muscle training when you don't run?" Uh, no, I should do some core muscle training just generally. I've been feeling it on some of my workouts lately where I'm like, ah, you know, I feel like my aerobic strength is here. I feel like my leg strength is here, but you know what's tired? My belly. Like I'm feeling like, like really tired in my core area. So I'm like, oh, I got to do something about this. And it's been like four weeks of me saying that and I haven't done anything yet. So hopefully I'll think of something, but yeah, I, I haven't been doing it. Um, hate this says Kavuzi, are you still running in the turbo pegasus shield at all they're so fun to run in the rain i'm not i think i gave mine to seth i or i donated them i i haven't run in them in a long time so um so they're so i haven't had them for a while sarah says as a follow-up on her uh, 300 miles nimbus light says if the fitzel still feels okay not great of, as, as new but still has some goodness she wants to get another 100 miles out of it good plans to get the nimbus light too i like the shoe overall awesome I haven't tried any of the Nimbus Light or any of like the Asics Light shoes. Um, yeah, I do like the look of the new Nimbus Lights, but I think the women's color is better than the men's. But um, I don't think they're out yet in the U.S. Are they? I don't know. So, uh, but it, it might be one that I try for 2021. Philippe Ark says, have you heard of Firefly Recovery? I saw, I seen it the other day on Instagram. It says it helps with recovery from the knee below by using small, no, not painful electric shocks. I have seen that. It reminds me, my roommate and I, he, uh, in, after college, uh, he's a friend of mine. Um, he, uh, we, we pole vaulted together in college for a little bit. But um, after college, we lived together, and we were. I love to order stuff on TV. In 2020, the 2020 version of that is me ordering stuff that I see on Instagram ads. But uh, in 2001 or so, like 20 years ago, you know, we were ordering stuff off TV. And one of the things that we ordered was um, electroshock, like ab workout stuff. And it was like, and if you order now, you get two for the same price. Just pay extra shipping and handling. So we kind of like look at each other and we're like, two? Well, there's two of us. We should get that. So we got that. And you put like a conductive gel on it, you slap it on your belly, and it gives you shocks, and it makes you like tense up your core. And uh, yeah, so we did that, and it didn't really work. We weren't really using it, but it was just really funny to to have, uh, and a very strange feeling. Uh, and I'm I don't know if it's any different than that for Firefly stuff or not. But every time I think of any kind of like electroshock, electrostimulation, that's what I think about is the time when like, you know two really poor college like post-college dudes um were like just like spending time like sitting on the couch watching tv and like getting electroshocks in their bellies at the same time it was kind of weird it was really weird <laughs> and then we ran out of like the conductive gel and if you use that stuff without the conductive gel on it burns uh, it really hurts uh yeah it's like you're getting a 
pricked with tiny thousand little needles at the same time. It's really, really crazy. Uh, but yeah, so that's what we've done. I'm, I'm sure it works. Like, I mean, you know, they said, but like Bruce Lee used to do that for a long time. He would use electrostimulation uh, for his muscles all the time uh, as part of his training regimen. Uh, that's the first that I'd ever heard of it. And then, you know, I think people say that it's good for rehab and recovery stuff too, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, the, I'd rather, I mean, I don't know what the price differential is, but I'd rather get moon boots, you know, like the, like the, um, what is it? The, the hyper ice not, they're not hyper, the Norma tech boots. I'd rather get Norma tech boots than that. Um, but you know, that could just be me. Jody says every few years they issue electric shock machines and then experts come out and say it's ineffective and to save your money. Yeah. It's something that does kind of come out like it resurfaces periodically. I mean, maybe there's some new, different something going on you know but i don't know uh not really karen says did you have a bigger upper body in college pole vault takes a lot of strength uh yeah i wasn't very good at it so i mean that's i wasn't that much bigger but i think like my vaulting weight was like around 135 um right now i just weighed myself to do the amazon band thing i weighed myself i was 148 so i'm a little bit heavier than i was like in like freshman and sophomore year in college but that was, you know, 25 years ago at this point. Um, but uh, I was benching like 185, so a little bit over my body weight. And um, I, vault, I was only vaulting like 13.6. So I, by no means was I going to ever get anyone's attention as a, as a pole vaulter. But that's what I did. You know, it was enough for tying for third place in the indoor conference meet freshman year. But, you know, the other thing to keep in mind is my, my conference was like the UAA or something like that. It's a conference that prides itself on not giving any athletic scholarships. So there's that. Ah, yeah, memories. Um, Sneaky Gypsy says, what hydration vest do you recommend for an amateur runner? Um, I like, uh, what is, there's, which one have it? There's a cam the Camelback. It's gray Camelback. That's the one I've been using. I forget the name of it. Uh, I really like that one. Um, I've been using the hydration bladder in that in the back. I ha don't really like the front pockets on it. Um, it just everything shakes too much for me. I don't. I, I can't get a good fit if I do that. But the the, the bladder in the back worked out really well for me. I ran. Uh, like my FKT, the 30 mile run, and then a 50K in that. And I thought that that was really good. It worked out well for me. But anything shorter than like two and a half hours, I, I really just like bringing, I mean, unless you need more than 12 ounces of liquid, I really like the flip belt and the flip belt water bottle. It just, it stays hands free because I'm always, I have a selfie stick, so I don't like to put things in my hands. Um, so it keeps it out of my hands, puts it on my waist. It's not a ton of liquid, but also it's not like an entire vest. So that's kind of like what, what I, why I like the um, flip belt water bottle as well. Um, Adam Steve says, Ben Johnson uses Firefly. So if it'll make me run like him, sign me up. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I mean, yeah, I think that if, if, you know, if, if someone sent me one, I would be like, you know, you can send me one. I'll make a review video. I'm highly skeptical of it, but I'll give it a fair shot, you know, straight away. And then I think it'd be funny to at least have footage of me getting shocked by it, like on camera. I think that would make for a funny video, 
but I don't, but I don't, I don't know, like, I, I don't, I don't know if it'll like work or anything. And I don't know how do you test if it works. I mean, you'd have to use it for like weeks and months, I think, to really know if it's helping you recover faster or whatever its claim is, you know. Um, the Gumby Chronicles says, "Have you thought about doing something like the Way Too Cool 50K? Great ways race." I, I'm not. I have not heard of that race. I'm not that familiar with 50K races. I think that I would like to in 2021. Hopefully in 2021. Maybe not in 2021. Maybe 2022. I'd like to do a 100K race. Um, that's something that I'm interested in doing once, and then hopefully I'll never have to do it again. But I'd like to do that at least once. I'd also like to do like an official 50K race. So maybe that maybe the way too cool is the way to go. Because um, I've done a, like a self-supported uh 50k or unsupported 50k um just time trial by myself so i'd like to do like a real one in a race that'd be fun um all right let's do a couple more and then i'm gonna get going for today uh let's see joshua bautista says do you lift weights greetings from philippines i don't uh i do body weight exercises i don't really like to lift weights what i would love to have Although I got them from Bob and Brad sent me them, even though I didn't ask them to, but they sent sent me like the band weights, you know, like they're stretchy bands and they have like grips on the end. So you could do exercises. So maybe I might just start and check some of that stuff out. But, um, what I'd rather have are like those plyometric boxes or like those just boxes that you could, you know, do the jumps on. And so I do uh, isometric exercises. I'd like to do some plyometric exercises as well. So uh, that that I think I'd be more interested in, um, but I don't lift weights. I'm you know I I don't like being in the gym anymore. Um, I feel like I'm old enough that everything that I used to do that was good for me is now considered a terrible exercise to do and is going to make you hurt yourself. So I just I've been around and long enough for that. So um, not really Hungarian says Jordan has a deadlifts. That is one thing that I would like to do with weights. Um, is deadlifts because I feel like that's a really good runner exercise or at least it's a really popular trendy one I feel like everyone's deadlifting these days so I'd like to do some of that with weight but I do single leg deadlifts for me it's it's more I don't feel like I'm getting an exercise out of it because my balance is still it's much better now now that I've kind of spent time focusing on it but a lot of times I'm worried about not falling over so I'm working something but I don't know that I'm getting like the full like deadlift exercise benefit out of it. Uh, yeah, Andy Jones says, Hi, Kofuzi. I was 21 stone. And my lowest, I was 8 stone. Wow. Today I did 13.61Ks in one hour and one minute. Wow, great work. Good job, Andy. Let's get a cowbell for that. Nice work. Awesome. I'm trying to do the conversion for stone, but I have a hard time with it. It's not a common figure of weight that we use in the U.S. I apologize. But that's like a stone is like 20-something pounds, right? So, yeah, that's quite a bit of a difference. Amazing. Um, all right, let's do one more, and then we'll get going for today. Um, Scotty, we'll end on this one. Scotty B says, have you analyzed your power numbers? Can't find much on power values slash ranges on first look. Uh, I mean, I don't know what you mean by analyze them, but like the way that I'm, I'm using them is uh, 
what's really helpful for me is in stride they break down they'll they'll give you your critical power which is kind of like lines up with your like your threshold uh level of effort and then from there it'll give you ranges for like what's easy what's moderate where your like threshold should be and where like if you're doing reps like shorter reps um where that should be as well and then i also use the strides uh the race calculator as well to kind of give me ideas for like all right, if I want to do a workout at like 10K pace or 5K pace, like what would that be in terms of power number? So that's the way that I analyze my analyze my power numbers. Um, and uh, I think that I did a video a while ago that kind of like correlated like threshold power for me to uh, pace and then heart rate. Um, and for me, they all kind of line up relatively well consistently. So if I were just training by one, by pace you know the numbers are relatively close to what i would be training by power and this is pretty close to what i would be if i was training just by heart rate so like it all kind of seems to line up for me so that's like absent that guidance from stride i would have a kind of a hard time figuring out like if i just got the power number every day um yeah like it looks like you're saying that you're getting it from your chorus pace like if I just had it from there, I don't, I don't know what I would need to do with it to be able to get like what's my critical power. The other thing that you could do is you could run at your threshold pace to figure out what that is and then see what the power number that correlates to that is and that could be your critical power number. And then from there, I think Stride has like percentages of what all that stuff is to get to like what is your like if you're doing like mile repeats um, or faster, you know, like mile pace repeats or faster, what would that be? And what is it like if you're, um, if you're doing like an easy effort? So like, that's another way you can kind of back into it, but I don't know. That's like the big piece for me that I feel like Coros needs to get, it, it's one thing to have the number and that's great. And I think they're doing a good job with that, but they need to be able to tell you what to do with it too. So, yeah, that's where, for me, the stride is still, like, stands up, uh, up and apart. So hopefully you can get that figured out. If you want to know, like, what my percentages are, I'll let me message me or I'll, I'll let you know. Or I'll, I'll, I'll put it down in the, the, the description of this video once we're done here. So you could see, like, where it puts my, my easy, intermediate, thresh, critical power, like a threshold reps, and, like, my repetitions so i'll do that once we're done here so you can get an idea of where i think it does it by percent so well hopefully that'll give you some at least a little bit of guidance but i think that you have to do some kind of way of figuring out what that critical power number is if you're if the chorus isn't giving it to you and i don't think it does i'm not sure i want to say that polar tries to break out down different zones for you based on their numbers but theirs didn't quite line up as neatly as I thought that they would. And their, their numbers are also much higher um, by like a constant. So it's just, it was harder for me to like convert that over. So that's kind of where, where that is. All right. Uh, I'm going to leave it there for today, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Tomorrow's video, I'm not exactly sure what it's going to be on yet. But there will be a video tomorrow. And tomorrow's going to be Monday, so we'll do another Monday mukbang. I got a, fun, I got a pretty fun one. It's a, a product that I've been wanting to try for a little while, so um, it's not zany or anything. But it is kind of running-related. A lot of runners like this stuff, so, but I've not seen anyone do like a review of it. So we'll have some fun tomorrow. Hopefully I'll see you guys uh, then. 
3 o'clock, same time, same channel, 3 p.m. Central Time. Hopefully I'll see you then. In the meantime, be safe out there, everybody.